Hello, this is Sean Dixon, and I'm here with Brian Patterson and John Gonzalez. We are each returned mission presidents for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and this is the Preach My Gospel Mission Prep Podcast. We are here to help prepare you to become successful Preach My Gospel missionaries and lifelong disciples of Jesus Christ. In each episode, we explore powerful concepts from every chapter in Preach My Gospel. We will talk to return missionaries and others about their experiences and insights. You can even use this podcast to get institute credit. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Preach My Gospel Mission Prep Podcast. You might notice that I'm not Sean Dixon welcoming you to another episode like he normally does. Brian and Sean are off today because they're involved in some professional meetings uh, regarding their employment. And so we miss them today, but I hope you won't be so bored with having me here for a, a short episode for a topic that I think is important. I've invited David Christensen to join me in this episode to talk about mission distractions and hopefully uh, provide some thoughts and ideas on how you can avoid the distraction that will hit missionaries and have hit many missionaries. David? Welcome to this episode. Thank you. In full disclosure, David's my brother-in-law. He's married to my wife's identical twin. So we see a lot of each other. David served as a mission leader with his wife. You've shared this in a previous episode, but David, go ahead and share again. We were able to, uh, we're blessed to be able to serve together in, in Santiago, Chile, the North Mission. And then a few years later, after we returned from that mission, we were able to serve as the Guatemala uh, MTC president and companions. And you spent a majority of your career teaching religion at BYU-Idaho, and in particular, missionary prep, right? Right. Any uh, insights that you can provide from your experience of some 18 years as you've seen different students prepare for their mission or, or any any thoughts as you look back on 18 years of teaching missionary prep the, the only insights that i would really have is that you know it seems like most most all of the missionaries are very very pre-missionaries are very very focused and excited about their mission i mean they, they they've heard in the, in the setting of, of BYU-Idaho, they had all lots of roommates and so forth that were return missionaries that were telling them stories and telling them the, about their experiences. And so they, they came excited to learn to go on a mission with great anticipation, and that was a, a sweet thing to observe. Now, David, you and I both have served as mission leaders with our wives, and we had some positive experiences seeing the growth of missionaries and and we've had experiences working with missionaries who struggled with one aspect or the other primarily with distractions every missionary has to deal with distractions no matter where they are there will be good things pulling them away from their focus on their purpose there will be bad things trying to pull the, themselves away from their focus let, let's talk about a couple of those distractions and hopefully uh, provide some advice to you who are listening on how to stay focused and recognize the distraction and how to approach it so that it doesn't derail your efforts on fulfilling your purpose. 
I think that sounds great, and I, I do know that there's a what I call the sin of comparison is a is one of the distractions. And what I mean by that is that it's always easy for to see missionaries come in with a group of six or ten missionaries, and they start to compare. Oh, he's oh he's now moving along, and now he's a senior companion, and now this person, this 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 elder, and, and look at me, I have nothing's really changed for me, and so we have these. These moments where we, where where a missionary or or any of us can start to compare ourselves with somebody else, and why they maybe are growing or, for lack of a better word, progressing in the mission where we're not. In fact, I think you see that in in all walks of life. You know, even as an adult in my professional life, I saw that type of behavior of comparing yourself against others. And how can I get ahead of one or the other? And of course, in the mission, that's not the model at all, but it still exists. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think we're, we're kind of wired, at least in this culture, in our, in our own culture, that if we're not moving up the ladder, so to speak, if we don't have a little bigger resume than somebody else, that we, we kind of get into this sin of comparison that just says, I really do wonder why I'm not progressing. I wonder, I wonder what's wrong with me or whatever. And then we focus on the title, sister training leader, district leader, assistant to the president, and we focus on that as a, an objective as opposed to the objective of why I have been called on a mission. That's correct. So how do you avoid that? Because, uh, just like uh, David said, uh, you're going to be hearing these stories. You're going to be excited. You're going to arrive to the mission field with a group, like you said, David, uh, maybe five, 10, some cases it could be 20, and you'll all see each other in a sense as peers, and then you're going to get to work, and someone's going to be asked to serve as a senior companion. Someone's going to be asked to serve as a sister training leader. I remember as a young missionary feeling, gee, what's wrong with me? You know, woe is me because I should be just like them. And, and to be clear, I think that there's a certain percentage of missionaries, I don't know how, and a certain percentage of, of adults in our world that are not distracted by those things. I think that it's safe to say that there's some, a lot of missionaries are, that are just there, but that distraction can creep in. If you don't mind me, should maybe share an example. I remember about the second change after we ser- began serving as mission leaders in Santiago. Every, every mission probably has their way of looking at changes, and I'll just share what I observed. I like to be able to look at the missionaries on the big missionary board and, and begin to think for maybe two or three weeks before the change, what would be the best combination of missionaries or what would be the best situation for a stake president or others who have missionaries in their stake, what would be the best and the most synergistic way to to, to help with that? I kind of found that I wanted to at least pray and make it a matter of of effort to see if I could look at the board and, and see how things went. But I remember this one day where after I had made my first thoughts, first round of thoughts. I brought this, this assistance in, and I just says, what do you think about this? Here's what, I'm, here's what I'm contemplating here. 
And I think the Lord might want to have this happen. And so I, I made a suggestion that a certain missionary, and I, and I suggested that for the last couple or three months, that I th- thought maybe it would be really good that he could really make a difference serving as a trainer to help train up uh, some of these new missionaries that were coming in. And it got quiet in the room, in the office there, and then all of a sudden, one of the one of the one of the assistants said, "President, we don't that that wouldn't be a very good idea. The whole mission will wonder what he did wrong. You know, the the whole mission it, it will just doesn't won't accept that kind of a demotion is the word that he used. And so I became aware then that there was a very very definite ladder that it was. It was senior companion, and if they were a good senior companion, well, then they could be a trainer, and if they were a really good trainer, well, then maybe they would get moved up to being a district leader, and if they were a really good district leader, then they would probably move up to move up the ladder to be a zone leader, and if they were a really good zone leader, then they would have the distinction of being the assistant to the president or the. the in, in our mission, we didn't have any couple missionaries, and so, so we had a. a mission secretary and a missionary over finances and et cetera. But if you could become an office missionary, then you had kind of hit your peak, peak of, of who you could be. I, I remember in my own mission as a young man, seeing that ladder and evaluating my progress as a missionary on where I was on that ladder. And if and and thinking to myself, if I came into the mission, became a senior companion, became a senior, and never rose above that in my mind, I would have failed as a missionary. And and it's kind of a mindset. Yeah, I think it's and it's natural. It's normal. That's why we're talking about distractions, as you say. Is it? it it doesn't mean a person's bad or good or whatever else. It's just kind of natural to, to have this sin of comparison, to look at look around and say, how come I'm not doing what somebody else is doing? But So after that meeting, I thought to myself, we, I, we really need to work on, on this idea of a mission ladder. I think it's a distraction for some missionaries to think that we couldn't release, so to speak, or change a wonderful zone leader who had a great capacity to share something really special with a brand new missionary coming in that would change that missionary's mission, that I thought, well, maybe we need to talk about that a little bit more. So in a, in a zone conference not, not long thereafter, by the way, we went ahead and made the change, and it was true. When we were in the change meeting, most missionaries who knew they were going to have a change would come to a common place, and we would announce the changes. And when I changed this particular elder, I made the announcement that this elder was going to be a new, a new trainer. The whole room was quiet. And it was like they were just as predicted by that assistant. There was, a, there was this sense that, well, what's wrong? what's wrong with this? But uh, it gave me an opportunity to, uh, to share some thoughts in future zone meetings about the ladder. And, and what I chose to do is to, elders and sisters, if there's a ladder, let's lay it on its side, making only two. There's only two. There's, in, in the Santiago North Mission, there's only two steps. It's, it's missionary 
and the top the top rung of the ladder then because it's laying on its side is trainer there's only two rungs to the ladder either you're a missionary it could be it could be an assistant it could be a district leader or it could be a wonderful companion to some to some other missionary but if we have to have a ladder then the top rung is a trainer and i think they understood that it was still a little hard for a few changes probably but there were some things that i tried to do to teach that and in doctrine and covenant 68 it talks about you've heard it all before and i'm going to i'm going to take the liberty to paraphrase it just a little bit but uh, and again in as much as missionaries have new missionaries were children in Zion or in the Santiago North Mission, I said, or any of her districts or zones which are, which are organized that teach them not to understand the, the, the doctrines or, the, or to be, how to become a, a, a great missionary. Then it goes on to say, as you would remember, and they, they teach you know, that the sins be upon the head of the parents. And it, it occurred to me that in my own life that you know, I can be a lot of things, but there's nothing more important than being a, being a dad and being a, being, a, being a good dad to my children. And so along those lines, I tried to teach, I, I tried to share with the missionaries that let's lay the ladder on the side and let's focus our attention on being able to be qualified to be a good trainer. I, I would think also that if I could go into my mission and focused on helping my companion be a better companion, be a better missionary, it doesn't matter whether I'm a junior, whether I'm a trainer, whether I'm an assistant, if I'm focused on helping my companion be a better missionary, that's where all the power comes from. And if he's doing the same thing, then that's where the synergy is happening. That's where we grow together, and we're uh, great instruments in the hands of the Lord. I think you're 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 spot on. In fact, I remember uh, Elder Bednar uh, in some missionary training indicating, you know, you have you have at least three different people that you're going on the mission for. You think you're going on a mission to just teach and baptize, but you uh, you have a, that responsibility. That's primary for sure. But then your mission is also to your companion, and then also to the to the ward member. So so really, there's you go on a mission to, to learn to teach and baptize and relate with people and find find people that you can teach, bring into the gospel. You also have that that duty. That part of your mission is for your for your companion to to build and lift and help and allow him or her to do the same with you. And that synergy that you talked about that come, that happens with with a couple of missionaries together, where they just feel like missionaries. So let me ask you this: So I'm listening to this episode, and I want to focus on my purpose. And I get out to the mission field, and I'm focused. I'm trying to help my companion be the best he can be. He's trying to help me, and then all of a sudden a change comes, and I hear that my peer is going to be a zone leader and I'm not. No matter how hard I've tried to be focused, I still feel kind of deflated. How come it wasn't me? Aren't I doing 
what I was asked to do. So how do I get away from feeling that? I mean, I can see myself, I can see myself working hard and getting lost in the work and doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But once I hear the message that elder so-and-so did you hear he's going to be a district leader. And now I'm, I'm distracted and focused and I'm trying to get that out of my mind. Well, first of all, if, if you, if we can at least recognize that it's a distraction, wait a sec, I'm getting drawn away from my purpose. Uh, I'm getting drawn away by, by the sin of comparison, by thinking about some, but something that's happening that's, that I ought to be kind of happy for him if that's what, what it is. But I am so glad. I don't know how you do that, John. I don't know how you do it for sure. But first of, the first step is to recognize that it is a distraction. And I, you know what? Heavenly Father knows me, knows my heart, and knows that I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying, even though it may be hard from time to time with my current companion, but I can feel that my mission to him as well as the people that we're teaching is 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 going pretty good. And and I think that if I can recognize that it is a distraction and I'm doing all I can to help my companion be the best companion, I will feel the approving uh sense of the spirit is you're doing the right thing. I think you're absolutely right on that and and I think that goes along with the uh, with the Christ-like attributes in chapter six to preach my gospel. To just just to be less interested in things other than I'm the, I want to be the best instrument that I can be for Christ and for Him, and to be to be worthy of it, and not allow these these prideful thoughts to kind of drag me or suck me over into some other lane so to speak, that, that's not going to be productive in the long run. I guess a mission for 18 months or two years is going to be a training ground for us all. And uh, if, like you say, if I can just recognize this as a distraction and then refocus myself on why I was called to this area, why the Lord put me with this companion, why we're working in this area too, to advance his cause, then that makes all the difference. I think that's right. You know, John, one of the things that I think could be helpful to all of us, missionaries, uh, adults, back working wherever we're working and so forth, uh, I love the scripture in Second Nephi where, the, where Nephi says, but behold, all things have been done in the wisdom of him who knoweth all things. And if we really buy in and, and understand that, that, that we're dealing with with the Heavenly Father that knows right now for someone who's, who's listening to this podcast that in seven months from now or 12 or 13 months from now, they're going to be with a certain companion that comes with his or her own experiences, maybe some baggage, who, who, who knows? But the bottom line is, is that when, when we look at the picture that an all-knowing, omniscient God Heavenly Father sees all things, and his whole purpose is to somehow bring his children home. And so for Elder Jones to, to meet up with Elder Smith or Elder Gonzalez or, or somebody in, a, in the mission setting 
to, to be able to buy into the fact that there's a purpose for this. Their Heavenly Father has a purpose for this. And if they're hard experiences, a little earlier in, in Second Nephi, Scripture that kind of gives more perspective. This family of, of Lehi has been out in the wilderness for, for eight years, having great difficulty and so forth. But he says, now, now Jacob, I speak unto you. Thou art my firstborn in the days of my tribulation in the wilderness. And behold, in thy childhood thou hast suffered afflictions and much sorrow because of the rudeness of thy brethren. Or to put it in the, in the missionary vernacular, you know, you've had a hard companion. He's, he's made, he or she has made some things really, really difficult for you. You're, you want to work. They don't want to work. Whatever the circumstances might be. But this key right here is probably a scripture that, that I've, I've used more uh, in, my, in my role, in my ecclesiastical roles, and just to, to kind of govern my own life. Nevertheless, thou knowest the greatness of God, and he shall consecrate thine afflictions for thy gain. In other words, I'm going to make holy or make good on all those difficulties that you, that you might experience with the companionship or otherwise, or with your pride or with, with whatever. I'll, I'll, if, you, if you acknowledge me, I will, I will consecrate or make thine, those hard times for your gain. I appreciate you sharing that because... It allows me then, regardless of what I'm asked to do, it's going to be to my benefit because the Lord will bless me as I work through, in some cases as I struggle through, as long as I stay focused on him, recognize that there is a distraction or multiple distractions, but keep focused on him and that it will be for my gain, for my benefit as I'm doing his work. I would agree that the, the, key, the key to what you just said is if we keep Christ as the filter for, for all these distractions and just let Christ be the reason why we're, why we're involved in this in the first place. There's another distraction, and that's the natural man distraction of perhaps being attracted or, or having some interest to uh, other individuals, either other missionaries or people in the ward, and we need to, again, recognize that's a distraction and focus on the Savior. And in some cases, go to our mission leaders to discuss it so we can get some guidance. But to recognize that that happens on occasion and to stay focused on your purpose. President Spencer W. Kimball, who was the prophet during my time as a missionary, had a great talk called Lock Your Heart. And the message there was lock your heart against falling in love with someone else while you're on the mission and focus on falling in love with the work of salvation focus on falling in love with serving your Father in heaven and fulfilling his work. That was a great talk way back when you were on your mission, John, which was a long time ago. Not that long. But, but uh, Pr- President Kimball really did give that classic talk. And, and I would add, it's not just uh, 
the distraction of someone in the mission. It could very well be the distraction of someone staying at home. That sister missionary who left a boyfriend or that elder that left the girl that's going to wait on him to, to focus on that two years and then allow the Lord to bless you in, in that regard. Very good. I agree. And much like the ladder climbing distraction, recognize this and then focus on the Savior and focus on the work. The other distraction is technology. Look at what tool you need to accomplish the work and then use that tool. In, in terms of the distraction of technology, if we allow technology to drive our behavior that's where we'll, we'll lose focus. But if we allow the, the focus on my purpose to drive my behavior, then I can step back. How can I help this individual on the covenant path? And then look what resources, what tools do I, do I have that make that available? Oh, I have a device and I can send them a video clip. Now I'm going to use the device as opposed to having the device and saying, who can I go talk to? Yeah, on this this subject of distractions, I mean the 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 fact of the matter is, you know, we've touched briefly on three, and 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 very briefly on two of them. But if a if a missionary, an elder, or sister can can learn to recognize anything, you know, any anything that dis, that pulls them away from their purpose, and and then just allow the Holy Ghost to 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 help them navigate that and say you know what for everybody it might be a, a little different in how they navigate it but to somehow do all they can to eliminate that or focus their attention on something appropriate i i know that heavenly father is interested in in, in helping his missionaries and i have a great testimony of that and so one who will recognize the distraction for, for what it is and allow the holy ghost to to help them navigate past that well, I appreciate, David, you taking time out to, to discuss this with me. And I, and I hope our listeners, I hope you have gained a little bit, and if, if nothing else, to just recognize there will be distractions, then to focus and allow the Spirit to guide you on, on your purpose and staying focused on why you were called. Anytime we're trying to do something that is, is good, it's a given that Lucifer, sometimes called the spoiler, will do everything that he can do to abort that or to to foul it up. He'll to spoil something that's good. And so to be able to just recognize that he's he's around. You know, he's around and he's interested in in ruining or spoiling anything good that we do just to recognize that. And they come in the form of distractions. And to just to be able to say, uh, I, I'm not going to get sucked into Lucifer, the spoiler's way of, of, of diminishing who I am as a missionary, then that's half the battle, just to recognize it. Well, thank you, David. Yeah. I appreciate it. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And I invite you back next week when Sean... And Brian will be back with us for their enthusiasm and their excitement as we continue our journey. And may the Lord bless all of you as you continue to prepare.
to serve the Lord in this great cause. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Preach My Gospel Mission Prep Podcast and that it helps you in your study of Preach My Gospel and preparing you for your mission. Please join us for our next episode. And if you feel this podcast might be helpful to others preparing to serve a mission, please invite them to join us on our journey through and discovery of Preach My Gospel. For more information on how to get Institute credit for this podcast and other offerings by the Utah Valley Institute of Religion, please visit utahvalleyinstitute.com. You may also find us on Instagram at Preach My Gospel Podcast. Feel free to send questions or comments to preachmygospelpodcast at gmail.com. The Preach My Gospel Mission Prep Podcast is produced with the permission of the Utah Valley Institute of Religion. The hosts are expressing their personal views based on their own experiences, applying the principles of Preach My Gospel, and accept full responsibility for the content in these podcast episodes.